So do you actually know the people you walk by every day? Do you know your neighbors? No, I don't. I hardly know you. That's fair. And this is this story that I'm about to tell you is one of those stories that'll really make you think anybody you walk by could be this type of person. This is the type of story that researching, quite frankly, made me extremely uncomfortable. And I had to take step back occasionally. Really? Absolutely. It's. Uh, it's important for me to mention that for anyone listening right now, if you are sensitive to content of a violent and sexual nature, this mm-hmm. might not be the episode for you to listen to. And if you do choose to listen, I encourage you to do so. But if at any point you feel uncomfortable or yes. triggered by the information, please do yourself a favor and stop. Yes, please. Because I also did have Maddie help us mm. with this oh, research. Maddie. I love Maddie. She's our lovely little research rat. We appreciate yes. her so much. But even she had to completely stop <gasps> research and really? hand the rest off to Is me. Is that intense? Yes. So take me seriously when I say this, guys. And get ready for the second episode of Morbid Millennial. Woo! <laughs> so, so let's start off with this. How have you been, Devin? It's been a bit since oh we recorded God, last. Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad at Taco Bell. We have beef. <laughs> <laughs> you have beef with the bell? Yes. Those bastards forgot to put hot sauce packets in my DoorDash order <laughs> for the second time. You know how mad I was? I had to use sriracha and it just not On taste- Taco Bell? Yes. Ugh. It did not taste the right. Oh, see, I was so mad. So you just need to do what I'm planning to do and get a whole bottle of hot sauce I'm and just keep it in to. your car. I'm going to put it in my fridge, in my car, in my purse, everywhere. That, that's what I do. In my with- locker. Listen, as someone who comes from the South, that's what I have to do with barbecue sauce. If I go anywhere, barbecue sauce. listen, hey, don't knock sticky fingers because it is the I'm shit. I'm knocking sticky fingers. None of you assholes out here know about it. You have to like order it. What is sticky fingers actually? It's the good shit is what it is. They have a really good like mustard based barbecue really sauce. explain to me what sticky finger is. Is it chicken nuggets? <laughs> no it's a barbecue sauce brand it's actually a really popular oh, like chain sauce. yeah it's a it's a barbecue chain in the south um really popular with my family we order it in like in bulk and in, uh-huh. my mom will literally take a whole bottle in her purse and just whip it out and whip share it. it with the staff of like no 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 you should you should try this instead of your weird little red sauce barbecue <laughs> sauce isn't red is it red there are different types of barbecue sauce, yeah. Uh, we got on a barbecue sauce tangent, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, fuck, I, I do get the beef with the bell. I do understand that. Like, how hard <laughs> is it just to grab a handful of hot sauce and put it in the bag? I mean... It's not that hard, is I it? I think what you need to do is just go do what I do and go at 2 a.m. when everyone is just... But I'm not awake at 2 a.m. Oh, that sounds like a you problem. It is a... No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Okay, so... <laughs> Anything else that's been going on in your life other than your beef with the bell? No. How about you? What What's going on in Morgan's world? Uh, I have lost another pair of jeans to the war on Chub Rub. Girl, I feel that. It's like the third pair of jeans that I've like bought in the past few months. It really sucks. I just work too much. That's really my problem. <laughs> <laughs> if I stopped walking around or if I was at least allowed to wear leggings at work this would not oh, happen I would love to wear leggings I would love to wear sweatpants to work see dress for the job you want not the job you have and if I was allowed to do that oh my god I'd it would be, be great I'd like, little sweatpants and a t-shirt <laughs> like a sweatshirt you pouring more alcohol for me 
You really want me drunk, don't you? Is wine not enough for you, Wes? Is that not enough for you? Oh, my God. Oh, me too? Oh, shots, 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 Our shot, producer shot, is shot. trying to get us drunk. <laughs> he wants us drunk, drunk. Hey, you can leave this in if you'd like. You can. <laughs> we won't be upset. Or save it for a blooper. Those are always fun. Oh, blooper. Patreon. Hey. <laughs> I guess we have to take a show. I like how he put both glasses closer to me. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, this bitch needs to get more drunk. <laughs> Here. She coming out more. Take oh, a, wait, let me. Let's do them real quick. Oh. <laughs> I won't spill it on your couch, I promise. Clinkies. That's Woo! disgusting. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh. All right, now that we've got uh, a shot down. Are you ready for one of the more disturbing stories that I'm going to bring to your attention? <laughs> No, I'm sorry. The aftertaste is gross. Yes. <laughs> I totally get it. Don't worry. That's what we're here for, man. Okay, so. I'm ready. Oh, my God. That's gross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, this is the story of the Toy Box Killer. Toy Box Killer? Yes. He used toys to kill people? Mm, well, yes, technically, but we'll get into it. That's sex toys, right? We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> you got me excited. So, a uh, quick summary. <laughs> uh, I won't go into, like, the entirety of the case because that would take quite a long time. There's a lot of details. Mm. I will go into, you know, who the perpetrators were, right. who the victims are, okay. some of the context to the crimes, but specifically the more iconic part of this, which is the toy box, which is where the name Toy Box Killer comes from. Got it. Let me drink some wine as you get ready. Because I need to get ready for this shit. I'm going to be traumatized. Yes, you are. It's going to be a lot of fun. The I way you look at me when you say that, it's just not right. Listen, for anybody who actually uh, wants to eventually see us do videos, that mm. is a plan that we want to do eventually. I cannot wait for any of you to see the absolute maniacal smirks I give Devin because I know they're great. They're like the creepy smiles. Like she knows something is happening, but she doesn't <laughs> want to tell me. Oh, it's my goblin face is what it is. Your goblin <laughs> She's really pretty in person though. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So serious face. We're talking about murder. We're talking murder. about. Okay. True crime. Let's get into it. <clears throat> so, the toy box killer is believed to have drugged, tortured, sexually assaulted, and killed more than 50 women inside his soundproof trailer, which he called the toy box. Soundproof trailer? You can do that? Uh, you can soundproof most things if you have the money for it. I don't have the money for it. <laughs> I feel that. Millennial <laughs> issues. <laughs> he was helped in these heinous acts by his girlfriend, Cindy Hendy, his daughter, Glenda Jesse Ray, what? and his friend, Dennis Royancy. Oh, yes. There are many people involved. Multiple people. Yes. The technical term for this uh, case is the toy box killer, but there are more people involved than just him. But we will mainly be talking about a man called David Parker Ray and Cindy Hendy. Oddly enough, well, it's kind of, sort of, but not the South you're thinking of. (laughs) So... David Parker Ray was born in Bellin, New Mexico in 1939. Oh. See, Got it. not the South you're thinking Got of. It. Not myself. Not yours. Not, not that South. Not the real self. <laughs> <laughs> Little is known 
about his childhood outside of the fact that he was raised by his grandfather with his little sister, Peggy. Mm. He would see his father on occasion who would abuse him whenever he visited and provide him with sexual magazines depicting sadomasochistic pornography. What? Yes. Ray was bullied by his peers for his shyness around girls, which eventually led to his drinking and abusing drugs in order to cope with his insecurities. His sexual fantasies of raping, torturing, and even murdering women developed during his teenage years. There were actually some uh, accounts I found Mm -hmm. where he was talking about his proclivities at this time that he was figuring out. And man, is it wild. He had a lot of fantasies specifically about uh, sodomizing girls with broken beer bottles. And he actually had like a little nook out in the woods where he dug a hole and would fuck it whenever. Wait, you know. wait, he fucked a hole? <laughs> yes. He, it was good. I've kinda... never heard of someone fucking a hole before. Have you oh, ever yeah. fucked a hole, Wes? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you right now, most people will fuck anything given, given the chance, but fucking a hole in the ground with violent fantasies tends to be a different thing That's entirely. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Oh, and it gets worse. <laughs> this is just when he was a child. Oh, that's right. He's a teenager, right? Yep. He's worse from that. During his teenage years, he tended to express the desires that he had in the form of drawings and pornographic photographs of bondage acts, which were actually later discovered by his sister. Oh, my God. Later in life, he served in the U.S. Army, leaving with an honorable <gasps> discharge honorable my ass (laughs) somehow (laughs) ray was married and divorced four times in his life it's believed that ray began his killing spree sometime during the mid-1950s although that is just alleged because here's a fun fact i'll drop right now he was never actually charged with murder he's never been charged for murder he's been charged on several other accounts Mm -hmm. but not murder so what? he's technically more of a serial rapist than a serial killer. But from what we know about him, it's very likely he was a serial killer. Wow. Wait, what year was he born again? He was born in 1939. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So another person I'm going to talk about before getting into the actual meat and potatoes Ooh. of the story is his girlfriend, Cindy Handy. And... Actually, I will take a moment now to show you the people okay. that I'm talking about. Let's see them. So Let's this see. first picture I'm going to show you is David Parker Ray. This, oh, Doesn't he have a very punchable face? Oh, I just want to punch him in the face. So <laughs> freaking bad. I don't like the mustache. I'm not a big mustache. He looks like a creepy uncle, doesn't he? He does. Oh, my God. He does look <laughs> like a creepy uncle. And so Cindy Hendy. Does she look like a drug addict? Please tell me she looks like a little bit. Yeah, she does look like a drug addict. You'll you'll find out more about uh, her backstory, yeah, and that's yeah. not really but, fair to yeah. say that your your appearance, you know, I'm represents sorry, who you are as a that's person. That's the wrong thing to say. No, it's it's a, a generalization, but we will say like it it doesn't mean anything about her. Right. But yes, because she is a horrible person, we will make fun of her just a little bit. Yeah, she is a horrible person. <laughs> as I will explain to you, yes, she's very horrible. So, Cindy Lee Hendy was born in 1960 and was raised in a kind of a troubled childhood. Mm -hmm. She was raised in an impoverished neighborhood on the outskirts of Everett, Washington. And she grew up with an alcoholic mother who worked as a bartender and would routinely let her daughter go hungry. That's just terrible. I'm sorry, Cindy. She would never give the kids a dime, a childhood friend of Hendy stated in an interview. Mm -hmm. All of us were hungry. We'd be lucky to get a can of tuna fish out of her. 
We'd go after school and Cindy would have to beg like hell till her mother threw out a can of tuna fish just to get rid of us. <gasps> That's terrible. But that doesn't make up for the terribleness she did. Right. So, Hendy's mother was beaten by an abusive boyfriend named Dick. <laughs> because, of course, it is. What the fuck, Richard? <laughs> that fucking Dick. <laughs> Hendy's mother eventually married another man when her daughter was eight. When Hendy was around 11, he crawled into her bed and attempted what? to rape her, then convinced his wife he drunkenly mistook one bed for the other. I'm sorry, what? Hendy's mother actually took her new husband's side and the two <gasps> kicked Hendy out of the house around no. age 12. No. Yes. No. See, I'm so glad I haven't shocked you into silence yet because this is amazing little banter we've got going on. It's not like a history lesson like last episode was. No, this is me spilling tea. I love the tea. (laughs) So, Hendy, left unsupervised and cared for, dated drug dealers, prostituted herself, and became dependent on alcohol and cocaine. Girl. She enjoyed aggressive, near-violent sex that included rape fantasies. Mm. And one of her partners no. actually recalled that once she said they should rape somebody. Maybe what? a prostitute. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Cindy, girl. Hold it. Reel it in, Cindy. Just Cindy, a little bit. come on. It's not, no. She also gave birth to three children with three, three different men. Three? Yes. And she very much struggled to take care of them. When her youngest child turned 10, Hendy gave up on raising them and sent them off to their grandparents. No. Please tell me not like the grand, like her mother, right? The grandparents? Yeah. I didn't look that much far into it. As far as I know, they are fine. Hopefully they didn't go to her mother because they just end up like her. Oh no. She was sent to different grandparents. Oh, okay. 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 Gotcha. In 1997, fleeing convictions on grand theft and drug charges, Hendy moved from Washington to the town of Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. I love that name. (laughs) Oh, fun fact. I did look a little bit deeper into this, and Truth and Consequences actually isn't the original name of the town. What is it? It was adopted because there was a game show called Truth and Consequences that had a contest at one point saying the first town... (laughs) To name themselves Truth and Consequences after the game show, mm-hmm. that's where they would be filming it. Wow. And so Desperate it, much. It became Truth. Can you imagine living in a town that's like, <laughs> oh, where do you live? Oh, I live on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Is it where? I live in Wheel of Fortune, California, okay? I would like to live in Price's Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn, the price better be right. Sheesh. <laughs> so... Once she moved to Truth and Consequences, that is where she met David Parker Ray. Oh, God. Because it's in New Mexico, right? Yes. Okay, got it. So the first case we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. is Jill Troya and her abduction. Okay. So around September 30th and October 1st, 1995, a 22-year-old woman disappeared from the Frontier Restaurant in Albuquerque after allegedly engaging in an argument with her girlfriend, Jessie. Mm-hmm. Which was, if you remember, David's daughter. What's David's daughter's name is Jessie. Yes. Uh, okay. That's what I'll call her for the remainder of the right. thing. Okay. Uh, she did have a first name, but Jessie was her We'll, we'll her just name. call her Jessie. Yeah. Okay. So, Jessie later attested to police that she left Troy at the restaurant with her father and that mm-hmm. the pair had gone to the Elevant Butte Reservoir, but she was never seen again after mm-hmm. this. Since her case was never brought to court, and since her remains have never been found, her case mm-hmm. is still marked unsolved, and Troya remains classified as missing. No. And I will show you a picture of her. Okay. 
So this woman oh, is Jill Troya. She's pretty. You can actually look on the Charlie Project and you'll see like the full uh, missing persons report that right. was put out. Okay. And they're, they have updated it to where it's connected to this case. Mm-hmm. Hence where I found a lot of the information about her. Okay. So unfortunately, that's all I really have about her. Oh, no. A lot of these stories aren't well documented. Right. Because there is so little we do know about him and his crimes. Because as you will see, I only have two more cases to tell you about that were documented in court. That's it? That's it. It's alleged that there were 50 victims. 50. But he was only charged on a a much less number. And I will get to that eventually. What? So the next victim I would like to tell you about is Kelly Garrett. Kelly Garrett. I'll go ahead and show you a picture of her now. Oh, she's pretty. Pretty. I like her. Okay, she's pretty. And I've mentioned this before, but anyone who's interested in the photos that I'm showing Devin right now, they will be posted on our Instagram at Morbid Mill Pod. That is right. Oh, I got it right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in you, Devin. You can do this. I thought I was going to get that wrong. I'm not going to lie. I thought I was like, oh, (laughs) screw it up. (laughs) So Kelly Garrett on July 24th, 1996, Mm -hmm. after getting into a fight with her then husband of two weeks, she decided to spend the night playing pool at a local saloon with Jesse. Jesse is like involved in all of this, isn't she? Yes. Actually, it was very common for Jesse to lure victims for her father. And that is terrible. There was an ongoing rumor uh, in the town because small towns are like that, Mm -hmm. where they believe that Jesse's daughter Mm -hmm. was fathered by David. (gasps) No. And I'll get into. Do you have a picture of his daughter? I, uh, I do not. Unfortunately. Oh, Okay some incest going on here alleged there is no proof of that right uh but allegedly so jesse actually ended up roofing garrett's beer and hit her over the head in the parking lot isn't roofing enough you would think so but not for this pair so jesse and her father then placed a dog collar and a leash on her and brought her to his trailer i'm sorry a dog collar and a leash oh i i will tell you right now did they put her like a like like have like a little name tag for her too? I don't believe they looked that far into it. As you'll see, this is very methodical and planned out and brutal. I'll I can't tell you not to be surprised because it all is pretty surprising that a human being would decide to do all of this, but it's just going to get worse from here. How worse could it get? So, once brought to the trailer, he then raped and tortured her for two days, keeping her on date rape drugs. (gasps) After these two days, Ray slit her throat and dumped her on the side of the road. Surprisingly enough, she survived this encounter. She survived that? But no one, neither her husband nor the police, believed her story because it was just so outlandish. Are you serious? As a matter of fact, her husband, believing that she had cheated on him that night, filed for divorce that That, year. Oh, my God. He should get punched in the face for that. Well, I will say that after the fact, once a lot of these uh, cases were brought to court, uh, even the uh, Mm mother-in-law of her husband felt terrible. They kicked her out of the house after this. They kicked her out because she got raped? Because she didn't have any recollection of this because of the date rape drugs he actually had a uh what? A, a system where due to the effects of the drugs yeah garrett and many others would have limited recollection of, mm-hmm. of the events 
So even if they were found, they wouldn't be able to incriminate him. That's terrible. I'm sorry. She was only believed years later when another victim escaped, at Mm -hmm. which point the police investigated and found a videotape of Garrett's ordeal, identifying her by a swan tattoo on her ankle. He videotaped them? Videotaped them. That's just, oh my God. You can actually find a lot of the images and videos of this. Some of them haven't been released due to the graphic nature of them. I would hope so. I will be getting into what the inside of this trailer looked like. But for now, I want to talk about the more important aspect, the human aspect of the victims. Of course. And then we will get into just how fucked up this weird ass little man was. He was little? How how tall was was he? You know, that's a good question. I should have actually looked into (laughs) that. You just said little, I'll just be like five, four. Uh, Honestly, he could be six, seven, and I will still call him a little (laughs) man because he is just not a good person. Wow. So the other victim I would like to talk about is Cynthia Vigil. And she is actually the surviving victim that I just mentioned. A lot of the information we do know about him comes from her. This is a picture of her when she Mm -hmm. was recounting her tale to the media. Okay, 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 okay. I actually found this picture on the Albuquerque Journal. So if any of you are interested of it, I will be posting links to all of the sources I'm using in the episode description. Yes. On March 19th, 1999, 22-year-old Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo was hooking in a parking lot in Albuquerque when a man claiming to be an undercover cop told her she was under arrest for solicitation of sex work and put her in the back of his car. He told me I was under arrest and he put handcuffs on me, Vigil said. The man was David Parker Ray, and he brought Vigil to his nearby soundproof trailer in Elephant Butte. He then chained her to a gynecologist-type table in the center of the trailer, and over the next three days, raped and tortured (gasps) Vigil with the help from Hendy. She raped her too? She was actually heavily involved in the rape and torture of all of the women that he brought. Wow. I will explain the intense details and I will actually even be showing you a tape that he would play for victims. Oh, God. He would play them for for every victim. Every victim? He'll partially explain it for himself. So I will leave that for the accused. (laughs) The two of them use whips, medical instruments, electric shock, and sexual instruments to torture Vigil. Sexual instruments? Of all kinds. And heinous kinds as well i had a dream i'm not gonna lie i had a dream like a few nights ago like this victim like young girl got raped by like three people with sex toys oof those are intense dreams you're having (laughs) literally it wakes me up like at two three in the morning i'm not gonna lie and it takes me like four hours to get back to bed i hope none of this influences those dreams I hope so, too. I'll just take a whole bunch of sleeping pills. (laughs) (laughs) So, before the torture, Ray would play a cassette tape with a recording detailing exactly what she would be forced to endure. The way he talked, I didn't feel like this was his first time, Vigil said in a later interview. It was like he knew what he was doing. He told me I was never going to see my family again. He told me he would kill me like the others. Aramia also recounted how her captor forcefully inserted gravy into her vagina so that a dog would remove the contents wait, against her will. Wait, what? Yes. He put gravy in her vagina? And more. Nothing was off limits to so this then sick the, fuck. when the dog licked her downstairs, right? You're not ready for the rest of I'm this not information. Ready. I, I was not ready for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That took me off guard right there. 
So on the third day, while Ray was at work, Hendy accidentally left the keys to Vigil's restraint on a table near where she was chained while she left the room. Oh, good. Seizing the opportunity, Vigil lunged for the keys and was able to free her hands. Mm -hmm. Hendy attempted to stop her, but much like one of those really cool scenes in a movie, Mm -hmm. Vigil stabbed her in the neck with an ice (gasps) pick when she approached. She ran out of the trailer naked, wearing only a slave collar and padlock chains. In desperation, she knocked on the door of a nearby mobile home, and the owner of the house brought in Vigil and called the police, who promptly arrested both Ray and Hendy. Oh, good for that neighbor. I like that neighbor. And that is where they were finally brought to the court up until this point. So this was in 1999. Allegedly, he's been doing this since the 50s. Are you serious? Allegedly. So once brought into court, mm-hmm. Ray allegedly admitted to having an accomplice named Billy Bowers, who was a previous business partner, whom Ray also murdered. He murdered Billy? The Federal Bureau of Investigation sent 100 agents to examine Ray's property and surroundings, but at the time, no identifiable human remains were found. A 2011 article that I found in the Albuquerque Journal claimed that there was actually a femur bone that mm. was uh, found on the property, but mm. it, as far as I know, it's still being examined, so they're not oh, sure. Okay. okay, gotcha. Cindy. Oh, Cindy. As, as, much, as deplorable as she was mm. with her actions. Yeah. She sure. did decide, now that there were two victims being able to testify to the crimes, mm-hmm. in exchange for a plea deal, she folded and turned on David of almost course, immediately. Of course, of course. She confessed to investigators that David Parker Ray had told her about 14 murders that he had committed. 14? Including the murder of Dennis's former girlfriend, 22-year-old Marie Parker, which was assisted by Jesse and Yancey. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned him earlier, but De- uh, Dennis Yancey was a friend of David Parker Ray's. Allegedly, he was involved uh, with a satanic cult that they were both a part of. Uh-huh. And Yancey was actually terribly afraid of David Parker Ray's. Was he? Terribly. Uh, he would actually say in a, a conversation to someone mm-hmm. that he, out of all of the people he knew, mm-hmm. David Parker Ray was the one to be afraid really? of. Yes. And that's interesting. I will mention more why. Right. I don't think I need to explain very much, no, but we'll I get mean, into the graphic down and dirty reasons he why. He used his dog to do nasty things to innocent women. He had multiple dogs. Mul- Girl. No. <laughs> multiple dogs? She also described where some of the bodies had been dumped, though none of those bodies were ever recovered. She spoke of the different ways that he would torture his victims, including putting them into wooden contraptions that bent them over and immobilized them while he had his dogs rape them. Sometimes having friends come over to take part. What? Yes. I'll get into this later. Oh my God. In the toy box. Why would you bring dogs into I'm sorry. No. Why would you bring dogs into this? They're innocent. No. I'm sorry, you got, no. In dogs? The, in the dog's defense, they don't know I mean, any better. dogs are innocent. I have nothing against dogs, but why would you ever do that to dogs? He liked to watch. That disgusting freak. He's a sick fuck. Seriously, what the fuck? Why would you bring dogs into this? Humans, I don't give a shit about, but dogs? 
I'm sorry, but dogs, I draw the line at dogs. <laughs> I draw the line at animals. I mean, think about this too. In the toy box, there were literal notes for directions on how to torture the victims because it wasn't just him and Hendy coming in to torture the victims. Sometimes it would be his so friends. So he had to tell people how to torture someone? Yes. Like, why can't you just leave it to their imagination? Imp- let them? There were impromptu manuals on how to make sure that they were that the victims were properly restrained, that they wouldn't get out, that they weren't well, he really hurt unnecessarily. Up with his last victim, now didn't he? Oh, he fucked up in a lot of ways. Let's be real. Jesus! Oh my God! I can. I'm sorry. This no more. N- oh, I no. shocked you into silence last time, and now I shock you into rage. Now, well, I've been drinking a lot lately. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Our producer's getting us. Dr- he got me really drunk. I mean, hey, two shots of. It's this Hennessy. Do say. Do say. He got me. He gave me two shots of that. My second glass of wine. Hey, honestly, I'm loosened up. And out of all the episodes, angry. this is exactly the one you need to be drinking for. If any of you at home aren't drinking yet, I suggest you start. I think everyone needs to drink for. Th- it's not gonna get much better. Uh. <laughs> So in New Mexico, Cindy Hendy worked at a state park, which is where she met David Parker Ray. Mm -hmm. The two quickly bonded over their shared violent sexual fantasies. And though Ray was 20 years her senior. 20 years her senior? I mean, let's be real. It eh, could be worse. I think 10 years is like my cutoff line. Fair enough. I already have a dad. I don't need another dad. <laughs> so, 37-year-old Hendy began living with him as soon as she moved to New Mexico when her relationship with an abusive ex-boyfriend ended. Mm. When I moved in, he started to tell me all the women he had murdered. He said at least one a year for about 40 years. One a year? Yes. Cindy later recalled this in her uh ad- in her in her confession. That's a better her word confession. to phrase. It. In her confession. He's on my confession. <laughs> She wasn't sure if she believed Ray's story at first, Mm -hmm. and she said she was both nervous and intrigued after hearing it. Hendy would later state that Ray had bragged that he knew how to kill someone and bury them in a lake. Well, obviously, he fucked a hole. (laughs) (laughs) The thing to do is cut them down the belly, scoop out their guts, fill the chest cavity with cement weights, and then use bailing wire to wrap them up, she said. He went too far now. He went way too far. I will say this now for any of you who would like to hear the tape that I will be playing I don't for, think you want to. for Devin. I don't will, want to. We will play a short per- portion of it. Portion. I will not show the entirety of it because right. it is 50 minutes long. 50 minutes long? He goes into exceedingly graphic you detail. You can just send me the whole thing then. Of course. And I also... I'm, I'm going to regret that, aren't I? I, of course, will also be posting the link to the audio mm-hmm. in the episode description. What will... We'll, They seemed to feed off of each other, mm-hmm. and Hindi got an opportunity to let go of all her in- inhibitions, said mm-hmm. a reporter, Yvette Martinez. Soon, Hendy began to routinely help Ray pick targets, starting with an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. I felt for Angela, because her and I were friends, yeah, Hendy said. I felt said. for Angela, but I'm going to give her away. Right. I had partied Please. with her a few times. So, Hendy and Ray actually released their first shared victim, mm-hmm. making her promise to keep the abduction a secret. And fun fact, she also claimed that Ray never hurt or tortured her the way they did their victims. Yeah. Never once. Okay, sure. I believe that for a second. And there is a lot of evidence to support this, actually, because as she was actually the one who was participating in the well, torture. Well, that is true, because he helped her. He helped. She helped. I'm really drunk. <laughs> you, you good. You got it right. She helped him find 
And didn't she help rape him? Like, did she did she partake in the rapes or? Oh yes. Of course she did. But think of it more as, well, I don't want you doing these things to me, but I'll help you do them to other right. people. Yeah, of course. So some evidence and facts in the cakes. In the cake. <laughs> you want some uh, cake? You want some cake? I've been in the bakery too long. I got you long. some cakes, girl. <laughs> I got you some cakes. So evidence and facts in the case. Case. The following is the tape of the advisory message oh, no. that was recorded by David Parker Ray on July 23rd, 1993. He forced the victims while being tied up mm-hmm. to listen to the sinister tape before being tortured and sodomized or whenever they regain consciousness. Oh God, I'm not, I'm not re- Am I ready for this or am I not ready for this? You're probably not ready for it, but that's okay. That's okay. Cause you're still going to tell me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You're doing it now. Okay. Doing it now. Ooh, baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is why you don't want me drunk, Russ. This is why you don't want me drunk. <laughs> no. Don't take it away from me. I need it. Oh, you have to leave that in now. <laughs> Shame. All right, like I said, I will not be playing the entirety of the tape because it is 50 minutes. But oh, a long time. Here is the basic introduction to what you would wake up to after being tied to the floor, after being knocked unconscious and waking I naked. I they were tied to the gynecologist's table. Not at first. They would be naked and strapped to the floor. Sorry. Oh, no. Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture, because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993, as a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If, at a future date, there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, you are obviously here against your will. Totally helpless. Don't know where you're at. Don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared. Or very pissed off. I'm sure that you've already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose. No, you can't. Now you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to be raped, and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped, thoroughly and repeatedly, in every hole you've got. Because, basically... You've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Sound kind of far out? 
I suppose it is to the uninitiated, but we do it all the time. It's going to take a lot of adjustment on your part, and you're not going to like it a fucking bit. But I don't give a big rat's ass about that. It's not like you're going to have any choice about the matter. You've been taken by force, and you're going to be kept and used by force. What all this amounts to is that you're going to be kept naked and chained up like an animal to be used and abused any time we want to, any way that we want to. Might as well start getting used to it because you're going to be kept here and used until such time as we get tired of fucking around with you. And we will, eventually, in a month or two, maybe three, it's no big deal. Are you serious right now? Are you serious? And there is 50 minutes of that sinister like, man talking to you. Three minutes? I'm not going to lie. Like, seriously? He, the, he, I'm speechless right now. What he just said to his victim. That's the first three minutes and 40 seconds. And I will go ahead and give you a rundown for anyone who doesn't want to listen to the entirety of the tape because it is exceedingly graphic. That's one of those. Yeah, it's really graphic. I had to listen and I had to stop because in fact, I was reading the transcript before I listened to the tape. And so the tape describes various acts of torture and expected behavior of captives. Slaves were warned to be silent and cooperative with the threat of intense violence or execution if they didn't comply. What I don't understand is like how he called his girlfriend a lady friend. Well, because he didn't want to necessarily incriminate her for one thing. And also, it wasn't necessary that he tell them their names. Right. It was explicitly mentioned that they that his victims would only call him master and his lady mistress. And if they stepped out of line, yeah. they could potentially have their nipples or breasts cut off. Did they use it with the Spanish? In, what is that thing called that they The did? breast stripper. I would... I will show you what the inside of the torture uh, chamber looked like. Do you have pictures of what they did? Oh, I have lots of pictures. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you have pictures? So, women would be bound, raped, Mm -hmm. sodomized, branded, electrocuted, cut, made to partake in satanic rituals of a sexual nature, Mm -hmm. bound to be assaulted by raised dogs, and more. I th- I'm sorry. I, it still gets to me that he had to put dogs in this. Like, why can't you just keep animals out of it? Like, what did they ever do wrong to you? Yeah, it goes into graphic detail in the tape about how the dogs <gasps> like it. No. And about how some of his victims have said it feels. <gasps> it's very intense. Uh, definitely wouldn't recommend it for anyone who's squeamish, but if you have dark and I don't morbid think curiosity I could because like honestly i don't think because like i'm an animal lover i don't think i could listen to that part like that would just tip me i would literally curse this guy out that was where i started feeling sick it was pretty intense that's just no that's too far for me the police gained a warrant to search his home and trailer and mm-hmm. what they found shocked and disturbed him this is where i will start showing you the pictures uh, i don't know if i'm ready for the pictures i'm not gonna lie so they found a lot of his illustrations i'll just let you scroll through them quite frankly okay. because there's a lot to talk about the drawings are the first thing you'll see those were oh, those are the victims like, those those what? were drawings of, of what would be done oh, yes. okay 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 I see. that's the oh my and those were some of the more censored ones I've found. There are more graphic ones, but some of right. them haven't been released for obvious reasons. And some of them yeah. 
might be a little too graphic to post on Instagram. I don't blame them at all. Oh my God. So Ray's toy box contained a gynecologist type table in the middle with a mirror mounted to the ceiling. So his victims were forced to watch the acts performed upon them. (gasps) Littering the floor were whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades, and saws, as well as numerous sex toys. Does he ever say, like, how he got the table himself? Like, how he got it? Matter of fact, he spent about $100,000. No. How does he yeah. have $100,000? I don't even have $100,000. Keep in mind, this was $100,000 back in the day, so that would be more now. That, that is true. Spent on you're the right. trailer yeah, and everything right. inside, he spent $100,000 of the current uh, currency. Oh, my God. There was a wooden contraption used to bend over and immobilize Ray's victims while he and his friends would assault them. On the walls were detailed diagrams showing different methods and techniques for inflicting pain. These are so disturbing. The fake police badge Dennis Parker Ray had used to abduct Cynthia in Albuquerque was found as well, along with the evidence of her struggle with Hendy. In the trailer, the police also discovered a videotape from 1996 showing Kelly Garrett being assaulted and tortured by Ray and his (gasps) girlfriend. Could you imagine being that police officer watching that? Matter of fact... I didn't have this in my notes, but I can uh, link some extra, some fun material if you'd like to read it. There are several books that uh, tell the story better Mm -hmm. than I am telling it. Yeah. Uh, Basically, when confronted with some of this evidence, there was a case where one of the uh, workers on the case Mm -hmm. were documenting and looking into it. Mm -hmm. They walked outside of the trailer and put a bullet in their head. No. It was that intense and traumatic for one of these investigators. Yes. Oh my God. That's terrible. Police also found evidence of several killings, including diaries written by Ray, where he detailed the murder of around 50 to 60 other women. 50 to 60 women? However, despite the fact that there were many diaries in which David described the killing of at least 50 other women, along with the presence of over 400 unidentified personal items and jewelry found in his trailer. The authorities were unable to create cases from them, and it was ruled that the FBI was unable to prove that David had committed any murders. No. No. Ooh. Let me tell you, I I read that and I got a little mad. I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, justice is cruel like that. Ray would often use drugs that would induce amnesia and memory loss in his victims like mm-hmm. sodium pentothal and phenobarbital so they could not properly remember what had happened to them. <gasps> he no. did mem- mention this in the tape as well right. that eventually they would be let go and mm-hmm. drugged and brainwashed so they wouldn't remember anything. And that was the case with one of his victims. She actually didn't remember anything of the case until it finally got brought to court and mm-hmm. she was confronted with all of the memories that of what he thing. did to her. Yes. So the trial, these drugs, as well as the fact that the women involved were of low socioeconomic standing, the jurors Mm -hmm. had a hard time accepting the women's testimonies. (gasps) Of course. Yes, because rape culture is a thing now and even more so back then. Yeah. When confronted by police, Cindy and David initially told investigators that they had kidnapped Mm -hmm. Cynthia in an attempt to get to help her get rid of a heroin addiction. Are you serious? Later, they changed their story and said, actually, all of this was consensual. We thought she was having a good time. Consensual being tied to a freaking gynecologist table and being raped in whatever ways? There was uh, one depiction, actually, where they they started talking about what type of torture would be done. It was basically where they would stretch the breasts Mm -hmm. as far as possible 
with clamps and electrocute them. No. To keep them in as much pain for as long as possible. And that's going to help her with her heroin addiction. Right. I'm sorry. How does that make any sense at all? It doesn't. It's just there. In fact, it's really disturbing that they had thought out a story this far ahead. It Mm -hmm. really gives testament to how methodical they were about this. They were thinking they're going to get caught eventually. However, in the end, they were both charged with 12 different criminal charges, including kidnapping and aggravated assault. With the publicity surrounding the arrest of David Parker Ray, another woman came forward with a similar story. Mm -hmm. Angelica Montano was an acquaintance of Ray who actually, after visiting his house to borrow cake mix, had been drugged, raped, and tortured by Ray. For a cake mix? Before being left by a highway out in the desert. I'm sorry. She just wanted a cake mix. Like, can't you just give her a cake mix? And the, the worst part is, this was another case similar to earlier, where when she was found by police... There was no follow-up on her case. No. She only decided to come out about it once there was evidence that it, it wasn't just her. It wasn't her making up a story. There was validation right. to yeah. her trauma. I feel so bad for these victims because like, especially like nowadays, like even like rape victims, like it's just terrible how they experience more torture than most of us will ever fully comprehend. Exactly. And I just the- feel like us as a society, we need to accept and understand rape victims more than we do like just not just like oh well you you did it you like it's your fault you got drunk well specifically more to the point of just if it sounds outlandish yeah there is no harm in looking into it exactly if 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 the proof isn't in the pudding fine yeah but even if it sounds outlandish that doesn't mean it can't happen. These people walk around us. You don't know yeah. if there is a David Parker Ray around exactly. you. And you'll never know until they decide to force their proclivities onto you. Yeah. So it, this the whole thing with their victims is just extremely uh, saddening. I, You know what book people should read is Chanel Miller. I don't know if you've heard of her, but her she has a book called Know My Name. She's that victim from um, Santa Barbara where the swimmer raped her would try to rape her in like in an alley in a dumpster and like oh two, i know like, what you're talking about foreign vic- foreign people like fat like they saw what was happening and they still like he got away with it because he was a white he was privileged white athletic swimmer and so he got away but the only thing he got like was he was supposed to be registered as a uh, sex offender and he was making a big deal about that it's like hmm. You put yourself, you like, you force yourself on someone who's unconscious. Like, seriously, you're getting mad because you got caught. That's exactly what's with this dude. Mm-hmm. So, going back to Dennis Yancey, yes. real quick. Yancey ended up admitting to participating in the murder of Mar- Marie Parker, a woman who was abducted, drugged, and tortured for days by Ray and his daughter before Yancey strangled her to death in 1997. Whoa. What? I told you earlier, the daughter was involved in a this lot of this. This daughter has some issues. We'll get more into her. There are some more facts that I want to bring up after Yancey's confession. Okay, I'm ready. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> You're ne- <laughs> you'll never be ready. Let me get some more wine in me. Dennis Yancey was convicted with the strangulation and murder of Murray mm-hmm. Parker. He received two 15-year sentences and re- was actually released in 2010 what? after serving only 11 years. That's it? But wait, it gets better. After only three months, Dennis violated parole, <laughs> resulting in his oh, return God. to custody until 2021. However, that's I, next. 
It's this year. It's this year. However, I am unable to find any mention of his release dates. So it mm-hmm. could be that he is just up for parole during oh, okay. this year. I see what you mean. Yeah. And he might not be released this year I if he hasn't so. been already. I hope he never gets released. I, yeah, I. The, ooh, hot takes. Hot takes. Ooh. So some facts in the case. Okay. Um, so Jesse yes. was involved in a lot of these cases. Obviously, like the victims you like the first few victims you told me about she had some type of involvement yes yeah. so his daughter actually tried to warn the fbi about her father no in the 80s but she failed to provide enough information for them to do anything about it what do you like she knows more info than anybody I basically think. there was no actual proof to solidify what she was uh, saying gotcha it's gotcha. alleged that he was also involved in sex trafficking Wow. So, in the toy box, he had a fur-lined wooden coffin where he kept the victims during some of the torture. Not two months after Ray and Hendy's arrest, Montano died of a heart failure brought on by pneumonia at the age of 28. Oh. Glenda Jesse Ray was tried on charges of kidnapping and criminal sexual penetration. She deserves it. She pled guilty and received a 2.5-year prison sentence. That's... It? With an additional five years to be served on probation. That's it? She is free as of this moment, uh, from what I am aware, but she has kept to herself well, for the most she, part. I feel like she should be in prison longer than what she got. She Which, helped her father abduct these poor innocent women because she got in a rift with them. Yeah, and that, that is where it comes into a bit of a gray area because we don't know her situation. It could also be that yeah, she was brainwashed I mean, by her father still, herself. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Ray reportedly treated his victims like dogs, forcing them to eat on the floor while being bound at the leash. In Jaramillo's account from her captivity, she relayed how Ray bathed her like a dog and forced her to perform sexual acts for him and his accomplices. Oh my God, I have so much words to say, I can't even tell you. In his 1993 recorded message, Ray tells his captives that they will be forced to sexually service Hendy as well and completely goes into the details of what her preferences are and mm-hmm. how often both she and him would be assaulting them. Wow. Cindy Hendy was given 36 years in prison. That's after, it? After serving 18 of those years, Cindy was eligible for parole. Please tell me she did not get parole. Please. She was released in 2019 and <gasps> walks free today. Oh my God. So although he was able to beat two of the cases put against him, the toy box killer was ultimately sentenced to 224 years in prison for the numerous offenses involved in the abduction and sexual torture of these three women. Although David Parker Ray died of a heart attack on May 28th, 2002, (sighs) a mere three years into his sentence. And that is why we have so little information because he was actually going to be going into an interview where he'd be giving us more information about his kills and his torture methods. So he wants public to know what he did. He wants people to know what he did. He, he was proud of what he did. I'm not sure so about proud, but he was willing to give up information, but he died before he was able to give it of to course. us. That's why a lot of this information is so few and far in right. between. Yeah, of course. And that is the story of the toy box killer. I'm so, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I have so many feelings and so much. I just, no. Yeah, I did bring no. you the big guns this time for episode number two, but uh, 
I can't promise it'll get any better. This is Morbid Millennial after all. We do talk about some pretty dark stuff. But yeah, this research was <laughs> extremely difficult to get through. Um, I could not imagine listening to the like full 50 minutes of him talking about like how he treated his victims. Yeah, there was a lot of mentions of like satanic rituals where they would he explicitly said that they would be raped 40 to 50 times sometimes. 40 to 50 times? By set by a group of people. Uh, by the priest, uh, by <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, the victims in past sessions he would mention would mm-hmm. die because they would be hemorrhaging well, uh, yeah. because of the intense treatment. So he, he tried to play it off like, oh, I'm my purpose is to prepare you for this. Prepare. Oh, my that was gosh. his justification for oh. some of it. Yeah. I have so much words to say. I want to curse this guy out so bad. I want to curse him out so bad. Just, just occasionally, whenever you think of it, just send a, send a big fuck you to wherever oh, no, he is I, in hell. I am. I'm like, when I meet you in hell, you're going to wish you're not in hell. That's all I got to say. Oh, the, the punishment is you, Devin. <laughs> I am the punishment. <laughs> Get ready, everybody. I'm the punishment. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I will remind everyone that all the sources for this episode will be in the, sort, in the episode description. And Devin, would you like to tell everyone where they can find us? Yes. So our Instagram is morbidmillpod on Instagram. And then our Gmail is morbidmillennialpod at gmail.com. And if you want to help us out, go to Ko-Fi at morbidmillpod and Patreon morbidmillpod. Eventually, we would like to be doing more stories, guys. I would guys. love to do listener stories. Yes. So if you have any personal stories you'd like to send us in or say, we will be also be covering more than just murder in this podcast. Yes. We do like talking about the paranormal in addition to all of the true crime and all of the history of, you know, the dark past of, you know, human proclivities. Yeah. So please feel free to send us an email please at pod at Gmail. And eventually... We will have Devin be speaking more than I will be. I don't know if they want me to talk more, actually. Oh, no. The, everyone wants more of your beautiful voice. voice. Like, I don't like my own voice. I don't think they're going to like my voice. Your voice is beautiful. Hush. Yeah, you have to say that because you're my best friend. <laughs> Listen, I will say it, and I'm sure other people will say it, too. I doubt that. I, I'm fight just ready me. for the hate comments right now. <laughs> fight me. I will fight. I I will fight you. I will fight anyone who says anything bad about you because you are amazing. This is the Aries duo. We are stronger together. We're Aries. (laughs) Aries chaotic team. All right. Right. So thank you everybody for listening to the second episode of Morbid Millennial. Oh, I still can't believe it's the second episode. And it's going to be way more. We're going to bring more stories to you every fortnight. So be sure to check in with us. Please. So signing off, this is Morgan. I'm Devin. And thank you for listening. Please support us on Patreon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.